Welcome back to the 7pm Cafe Podcast. Today we continue the mini-series The Circus. It's the third episode. We are directly from the Big Apple Circus, Lincoln Center, and New York City. We have today our third guest, escape artist Matt Johnson. He sat down with me and talked about his career and his time on the Britain Got Talent, America Got Talent, and how his star escapes. Go grab your coffee, your tea, your favorite drink, and listen. Welcome to the 7pm Cafe Podcast. Our guest today is Matt Johnson. He's from England, escape artist. We are recording live at the Big Apple Circus at Lincoln Center on our last week the final week of the Big Apple Circus. This will air after, so we're already close. <laughs> Welcome, Matt. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Good morning. Can you tell us what inspired you to start Escape? What inspired me to start Escape? Well, you have to go back a little bit further than that because I've been a magician since I was 12 years old, so like 35 years. And then when I was about 17, I was into Escapes. Like I had posters of Houdini on my bedroom wall and stuff. So I did it a little bit when I was 17 for about a year, but then I kind of got out of it and I didn't get back into it until about five years ago. So I was about 42. And really the main thing that inspired me, uh, the only thing that inspired me was my brother because my brother has a rare disease uh, that causes seizures and it's not curable. And so I've watched him have seizures, but then about five or six years ago, I watched him have three in a row and go into a coma. And so it was that kind of seeing that and knowing that when he has a seizure, he's aware he's awake but he's trapped in his own body he can't he can't breathe so i kind of i kind of thought you know if i can't if i can't cure it i want to understand what that feels like for him so i started forcing myself to go underwater um, and i just went to a swimming pool and I, I went six days a week for six months and, and i never had a water tank i never had this it wasn't escape it wasn't part of my show and then it just was a natural progression from that to want to kind of like get locked in a tank experience that point of view and that is really more about what my brother goes through once you get locked in the tank that's what he goes through he can't escape so that's really where it started and then ever since then um, i've created other escapes and, and, and um, uh, kind of showed them around the world and that's that's really where it started that's how it started how did family fall when they saw you doing the escapes they're they're scared my family's scared they're also uh, i don't think they were very happy about it you know, they've seen the opportunities it's opened for me and how it's taken me around the world. And, and so they're excited for me. But I mean, I've had, I've had in my short career of escapes, I've had a whole bunch of accidents. So, you know, like the first time I drowned, my wife got a call from the back of an ambulance when I was on my way to the ER. So now, obviously, you know, it's hard for my wife, especially when she's not here, when she's not there. So a lot of people don't know, but every time I finish an escape, I, the first thing I do is text my wife say escape escape 27 is done i'm okay uh, i do that every time whether i'm whatever i'm doing whatever i'm escaping i do it every time and she kind of insists on that and i don't blame her because she can't kind of rest until she knows i'm okay so yeah but they're supportive you know they, they know that it's my passion it's what i love to do and uh, that and magic so they're, they're excited about it they're very very supportive I saw that you um, actually went to Britain, got talent, in America got talent. How was that experience? Yeah, it was great. 
Um, I did Britain's Got Talent in 2018. What a lot of people don't know, though, is I actually went in 2017 and we had an accident. So I tried for five years by sending video auditions to be on Britain's Got Talent as a magician, and I never got a response. And so then as a last attempt, I sent them a video of me doing the water tank. I'd only been doing for a few months at that point, and I, I put it in a show and videoed it, and I sent them the video, and they said yes. And so in 2017, I went to the UK, and um, it cost me about $6,000. I paid my flights, my shipping, I paid it all myself. And in in the rehearsals for the show, so the day of filming, the filming was that night, but in the morning I was doing a full rehearsal, and in rehearsals, my water tank shattered. It, it was a malfunction, it just exploded, it cracked, water came out, it flooded the whole set. And so I never got to do the show. So I went back to Canada where I lived and I went, you know, I was really depressed. I was really, really upset because I tried five years to get on that show. And so then I came back and once I got over that, I decided that I was going to go back. And so I kept emailing and they never responded. And so I sent 20, 30 emails and finally said, okay, fine, come back. So I went in 2018 and, uh, and, and that is the moment that changed my life because I got a standing ovation. I got four yeses from all the judges and I went viral. Voted the number one most dangerous act on Britain Got Talent, number two most viewed act, and uh, it, it just changed my life. I mean, it changed the course of my life because after that, all the doors that didn't open suddenly opened, right? So then I could do uh, headline cruise ships and theater shows, and like actually, the Big Apple Circus they saw the video from 2018 of me doing the water tank, and that's why I'm here. And so that it really changed my life, and then over the next year or two. It was, I couldn't even keep my feet on the ground. Like, I traveled the world doing the water tank. And, uh, and so then I did a whole bunch of shows. I did I did the Late Late Show with James Corden. I did The World's Best that aired to, like, 22 million people. I did Penn and Teller. Uh, I did a, a Tusa Cabalis in Rome. Um, I did all kinds of stuff. And then it was last year, 2021, I got called by America's Got Talent asking me to go on there. Uh, but we had to do something over in the waterscape, so I, I created escape and, and literally built it didn't perform it shipped it to la and rehearsed it the day before the filming it was pretty scary but yeah that's that's kind of how i ended up doing both those shows and a lot of other stuff and so really we're just in 2022 now so it's only been about three years since i did britain's got talent and, uh, and it's changed my life everything it's just completely changed the course of, of everything i do so yeah it's been great what is the most surprising response from the audience that you got, that you remember the most? Just in general? Mm-hmm. What is the most surprising response I got from the audience? I mean, I think the first time I got a standing ovation from it. And, and it, it's funny because in the Big Apple Circus, my particular act is at the end of the first half. It closes the first half before intermission. And so it doesn't get a standing ovation in this show, but I don't expect it to because it's not. It's harder to get a stand ovation in the middle of it. You know what I mean? When you want artists. But everywhere else that I perform it, in my own shows or on TV or whatever, always gets a stand ovation. I think that is the biggest surprise for me. And I think the first time it happened, I realized I'm on something. And I think it's because the audience, the way that I perform it is, is, is hopefully quite genuine. So I think the audience is really in there with me. I think they're really scared and they're, you know, you know what I mean? They feel that anxiety. So it's kind of a release when I come up. Uh, I mean, the fact that I shoot up out of the tank when I get out of the end is kind of a visual anyway, but uh, it's kind of a release, not just for me, but for everybody in the audience. And so I think that is probably the biggest thing I've got out of it from the audience.
when you auditioned the first time, did you got surprised that you got the four yeses? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. When I got four yeses and everybody stood, including the judges, yeah, I was, I was surprised. I mean, I was surprised, but I wasn't surprised. I don't mean that either in an egotistical way. You never know it's going to happen. I just think I've put in so much work that I think that I, well, I don't think, I know I deserved it because I, I put in so much work and I've been through so much. My brother has been, has been through so much that I knew that I deserved that. You know, and it was a 30-year career as a magician leading up to that. So I've been in show business like pretty much my whole life. So I think that um, it was the culmination of all that effort. But yeah, and, and then I ended up getting to the semifinals. So I didn't, I didn't get to the final, but I got to the semifinals and did really well. And um, it just gave me a platform to, to be seen worldwide that I would never have had. Mm-hmm. You know? So really, everything I've got, I owe to Britain's Got Talent, 100%. Okay, you know, it's just a great experience and it really put me on the map. Talk to us a little more about the other act that you do, the Saw Acts. Uh, right now, I, I do a few different escapes. It's still early days for me, really, because... So I've got a couple of saw acts that I did on America's Got Talent. I, I've got the buzz saw, the big circular saw, and then I've got the chainsaw where I'm, I'm chained to a door and the chainsaw is coming at my face. Both of those brand new. So the buzz saw, as I say, we created it for America's Got Talent. Uh, I pitched it as an idea. It wasn't even a, it wasn't even built. And then they called me back really late actually in the day, so I didn't have long. So we built it, and while we were building it, it we actually had accidents with it. It fell. It fell on my uh, builder's head. It wasn't going. It wasn't spinning, but it fell, uh, cut his head. It fell on me um, a couple of times because the problem was the water that trickles into a little container that trips the saw to fall uh, kept going off uh, when we weren't expecting it, so it kept falling. And so we shipped it to uh, to LA to do an American's Got Talent, and, and I wasn't sure if it was going to work, if it was going to fall early, if it. The thing about that saw is it's going at 2,000 revolutions a minute. I mean, it wouldn't just cut me in two. It would, I, I'd, I'd be taking out my body back. You know, it would, it would just be a mess. So, so yeah, so we built that. I did that on America's Got Talent. Thankfully, it works. did that for the audition. Um, and again, the judges were up on the feed, which was amazing. And then I had to create something else. So the thing is about the, that show is you pitch a bunch of ideas, but you, you don't always say yes, right? So the chainsaw, um, that was... That didn't exist. Well, I didn't own it. I didn't have it. It wasn't an idea. It, it, it just didn't exist. So I came up with the idea, and then it was built in Las Vegas. And I drove down to Las Vegas four days before the show, before I was filming it live. And uh, I checked it out. And then it was shipped to LA, and we had three days before I filmed it live. So it's hard because, you know, any performer will tell you, like, the, the hardest one of the hardest bits of an act is not just the act itself, but it's the choreography, the timing, the music, the you know, all of those things. And especially with escapes, it's really hard to know that you're going to get it right every time. So we got the chainsaw to LA, and I was having problems picking the lock, and so it's a chainsaw that's coming at my face, and we kept having to shut it off because it literally would get a millimeter from my nose, and I'd be like, I can't get out, like I couldn't pick the lock. So we we had we did it probably thirty times. 40 times in rehearsals, and we probably shut it off 30 times. Uh, but there comes a point where you just have to say, okay, I'm going to do it. You know? So we did it, and that is the only time I've ever performed in life, and I've never performed it since. Uh, it's now in my warehouse 
with uh, in, in a fly case, you know. And I mean, the fly case for that thing is like nine feet long, like four feet wide by four feet high. It weighs like nine hundred pounds. It's huge. And so, so yeah. So I've collected a few things now. I've got another uh, another prop, a huge thing that was built for the final of America's Got Talent, uh, but it was never used because I didn't get to the final. I got to the quarterfinals. So that, in fact, I've never even unpacked it. It's still in the fly case. So, you know, I've got different things. I've got a head box that goes around my head with a metal straight jacket and the box gets filled with water. That I did on Britain's Got Talent, but that's retired now because that's what I nearly died in. And so my wife said no more. So I actually, the box that goes around my head, I drill holes in it so it won't hold water. And, I'm, you know, I've, I've, I've done Russian roulette with a fish hook in my mouth and I've pulled the fish hook through my tongue. Uh, a big one, a big three-inch fish hook. Um, I'm working on something now where I have um, something hanging from my eye sockets with fish hooks in my eyes. You know, crazy stuff, right? Crazy <laughs> stuff. But it's still really early days for me as an estate artist. So really, the water tank is the one thing that I've worked on the most. And so the other stuff is, is still new and it needs working on. But I recently had to get a warehouse because I just don't have room. We've got a double garage and I don't have room. So, you know, I've got huge flight cases stuff so yeah it's a, it's a it's a process it's a long journey but it's just started and it's exciting and uh, truth be told i don't like doing snakes because they're very dangerous i'd rather just do magic mm-hmm. but what i'm known for is escapes i think people want to see so well i'm well i'm still uh fit enough and agile enough and i can still move and i'm not you know i'm not really old and i'm not just doing it so i can't do anything when you had the accident you thought about stopping yeah, oh yeah. So I've had, I've had three, well with the water, I've had three accidents. So I had the water tank shatter. I, w- I got a few cuts and bruises, but I wasn't I wasn't injured really. The second time uh, I drowned and hung myself. And, and that was that was a tough one because it was the first time I, I drowned. It was the first time I blacked out in the water. So I thought about, I, I started questioning my life choices. Enough. Then I had the time when I pulled the fish up through my, it was a big three inch fish up. I pulled it through my tongue. That was not fun. You know, but I've never really, once I kind of got those out of the way, then that was it. Like, I didn't think about stopping then. Like, we had an accident here at Big Apple Circus in rehearsal where I blacked out in the water and they had to uh, do the mouth to mouth on my chest. You know, I was I was in trouble. I was gone. But that didn't make me want to stop. And I, and I think it's just because as performers, we all have accidents, but it's our passion. It's, it's become now, although it scares me, so I really, it's what I wake up to do, and it's what I love. And when I'm on stage and hearing the audience afterwards, it's, it's what I love. So there's no desire to stop now, which is which is crazy if you think about it. Like, I've nearly died twice, literally been on death's door. So you would think that you'd be like, okay, enough, you know, just do card tricks. But it, but it's, it, I'm just really passionate about it. It's, um, and in many ways, when you've nearly died, like me, when you what it feels like so I know that leading up to the moment where you drown where you black out is very painful but when you hit that moment where you black out it's not painful anymore it, it, it's the most relaxing feeling in the world you just go to sleep like you, your brain's dreaming it just and so I've been there a couple of times and uh, knock on wood but it, it doesn't scare me enough to make me want to stop because I have a I have a talent that not many people have um, and so you know I, I can share that 
what were you doing in 2019, 2020, before COVID and pandemic happened? Well, after Britain's Got Talent 2018, I started doing cruise ships a lot. started headlining cruise ships all over the world. And I also was traveling to different theater shows and things around the world. Then I started in 2019, I started performing with a show called The Illusionist, which you may have heard of. It's been here on Broadway. It travels all over the world. It's actually owned by Circus Lane. And so The Illusionist... Very similar to Big Apple Circus, but instead of it being different circus performers, it's different styles of magician. So it's almost like the Avengers of magic, you know. So you've got the escape artist, you've got the mentalist, you've got the hypnotist, you've got, you know what I mean, the manipulator. So that was a show that I'd seen posters of for years. I mean, it'd been around ten years, and I I used to think I want to be on that poster. That was one of the driving forces behind me doing what I did. Is I I, I said I want to be there. So what steps do I have to take to get there? What do I have to do to get there? So I wanted to be in that show. So I was, 2019, I started in the show. uh, And I was in um, Panama, uh, Mexico City, and Saudi Arabia with the show. And then um, while I was doing that, in 2019, I was doing ships, theaters. And so I was really busy. Out of 365 days, I was probably on the road 300 days. I was away a lot. And then... um, at the end of 2019, I got a, a, an O1 visa for the States so I could perform in the US. And I was excited. I got a manager in Hollywood. And so I thought, right, this is it. You know? mm-hmm. And then early 2020, we did a gig in Chicago. And I did a couple of cruise ships. And then I was actually supposed to be going to India with the Illusionists on tour. And uh, and then and then March of 2020, it just all shut down. And that was it. And, uh, you know, as a performer, uh, if you don't have an audience, I think we all just went into hiding, you know. And so, um, yeah, I did it. I took a lot of time off. And then I did it. I think because in 2019, I worked so hard. 2018, 2019, I worked so hard. And I, I traveled the world. And I did like, you know, like just like 60, 70 flights in a year. And I was just exhausted. So when that hit, I didn't do anything for, for quite a while, for a few months. And then I started doing like Zoom shows because mm-hmm. I realized I could make an income at it. And then I did a few TV shows. I did a thing for History Channel in New Jersey. Funny enough, that would be I flew in in the middle of COVID. And then 2021, I pretty much, well, other than coming here in October, the, the whole start and middle of 2021, I pretty much put aside for Americans Got Talent. Mm-hmm. Because even though I was, I was only on two shows, the audition and the quarterfinals, it occupies months and months and months because you have to do uh, meetings and you have to create and you have to you know, fill out forms and, and sign all kinds of waivers. And, I mean, it's just a daily process. It's so much work. Mm-hmm. So I really put 2021 aside for that. How did you get into the Big Apple Circus? I was a surprise. <laughs> it was 2021. It was the summer. And I got a call from uh, uh, the director of filmmaking and uh, he introduced himself and he says he's a big fan of my work. See me on America's Got Talent because he's a you know he's from America and I've been on America's Got Talent in April, so I thought he'd see me doing the bus tour on there. And uh, he said, No, no, I said, I didn't know you were on America's Got Talent this year. And he said, I saw you doing the water escape on Britain's Got Talent, I saw it on YouTube. Okay, so then he asked me if I'd like to be in this show, and I'd never heard of the Big Apple Circus, um, I'd never actually heard of Nick Melinda just because I'm you know I'm born and raised in England, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, I've not really heard of him. And so 
they offered me the show, uh, but I couldn't do it because I was contractually obligated to American Got Talent that if I got far enough in the competition, I would be going, they opened up my show in Las Vegas, the American Got Talent Live. And that opened about the same time as Big Apple Circus. So back in May, June, I, I was contractually obligated to be in that Vegas show uh, if I got far enough in the competition. So I had to say, Phil, look, I can't, you know, it's an L then, and I said, I can't, I can't be the announcer. So I wasn't doing the gig, I wasn't doing Big Apple Circus. And then I went to America's Got Talent, I got voted off in August, it was August, the quarterfinals. And I immediately, I, I drove my car down to LA from Vancouver, <laughs> Canada, which was like a 23 hour drive. And so uh, I took my car down because I thought, you know, if I'm down there for a long time, I want, I want to have my car and drive around. I've got friends down there. And so the day that I got voted off the lives, I literally walked out of the room and went, oh, my wife said, I'm going to start driving home. And so I started to drive home that, that day. And I got as far as I, can. I drove six hours or something. It was like two in the morning. And then the next morning I was in a hotel and I called Phil and I said, hey, you know, it's like all end of August. And I said, hey, Phil. And they were open. October, I said, hey, Phil, I'm, you know, I'm available now if you still want me. And he said, oh, we've got somebody. We've hired. There's not many. There's probably four or five escape artists in the world that do the underwater escape uh, professionally. And we got, we found another guy from the States. And so I said, okay, you know, and I wished him the best. And then it was about, what, about a month later. So at the end of September, and the show opened. Well, the show opened here in November, but everybody had to be here like middle of October to start rehearsal. And I get the call back in September. I was sitting with a friend in the restaurant. And they said um, the, the escape artist they had had to pull out due to medical reasons. So could I still do it? And I was like, uh, and at this point, I had I had contracts booked until March of 2022. I had cruise ships booked. I had five cruise ships. But I wanted to, I've always wanted to perform in New York on Broadway and stuff. So I called my agent. I said, can you cancel the cruise ships? And long story short, I'm here. So uh, what, what they offered me in the summer of last year ended up being my job anyway. So I think you always, I think it was meant to be. You know, you never want to come to a show because somebody else had to drop out. Uh, because not for me, but for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel for them. But yeah, then so I came. So I had, um, they wanted me here earlier, but I had a cruise ship to do. So I, I did a cruise ship, 15th of October to the 22nd for a week. And then I flew straight from Florida to New York. Were you surprised by the audience in the circus? No, no, not really. I mean, it's very much, I, I've never performed in a circus, but the way this circus is set up is very much almost like a theater show. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that's different for me as a performer is, is in the round, so people are all the way around you. For an escape artist, that's fine. For me doing uh, my show as a magician, that's really hard. So a lot of this <laughs> stuff happens behind, right? But for the water tank, it's perfect for all round because it's a clear tank, so you can see it from no, the audience has been um, like a theater audience. Great crowds. Uh, they, they're really enjoying the show. They're into it, you know. So, but I've been a theater performer and a cruise performer for years and years and years and years. So that side of it, really. but it, it's nice to be back on the stage performing live because you don't forget, you know, we've not done that. Mm-hmm. None of us have done that for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, you know, in today's world, you're either a you social media performer. Um, I have zero interest in being a social media performer. 
I, I have friends who are millionaires. I, I have no interest. I'd rather make less money and perform live than make millions and perform on YouTube. It doesn't interest me at all. Because it's, for me, it's, it's about money to pay the bills. But other than that, it's not about money. It's, it's a, for, any, for any performer that loves performing live, it's about the connection with the audience mm -hmm. and the interaction and, and the, uh, the energy and the theater. You don't get that from TV or social media. It's just not for me. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just not for me. So, so to be back on stage is great. Really, really good. Do you find any challenges with the pandemic now coming back to live performance? Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, I think the biggest challenge, it doesn't affect us on stage live. There's no difference there because we don't have to wear masks on stage. At the start of Big Apple Circus, I was allowed to bring somebody up because in my act, somebody comes up and they examine a whole bunch of keys that opens one of the locks and only one opens. Um, it was kind of an integral part of the act, but then that got stopped because we can't have anybody on stage, so we just had to rework it, and I think it's fine. I think it works. The biggest challenge for, for us as live performers in a show like Big Apple Circus is not knowing when you're going to get shut down, and that's really hard because, well, not only shut down, but also when a performer's going to be out of the show. Like I was out of the show for 10 days because I got COVID. Most of the show, most of the acts in the show have been out for COVID or injuries. Uh, fortunately, it's a show where you can kind of, it's like puzzle pieces, you can kind of take one out and carry on with the show, which is good. Uh, and, you know, and that was really smart for producers and directors to, to make it that way. But yeah, just the, just the unsureness of the whole thing. You, you, it, it's kind of an insecurity. You don't know if you're going to get up one morning and it's going to be closed down and you're going to be going home. You know, and that's the tough thing about you, whether you're an entertainer or you're a or a carpenter is the tough thing about being self-employed is that in a pandemic anything can shut you down and then you don't have an income anymore mm -hmm. so that's the hardest that's the hardest part about the whole thing but we're very fortunate because we've kept going while while all the Broadway shows were closing down we kept going I think I think you know a big part of that and, 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 and you know, a lot of uh, laws if you like has to go to the team has to go to the directors the producers strict guidelines for not only us but for the, the audience you know coming to see the show you know we have tests all the time I mean they've, they've done it so that everybody's safe and that we can stay in and that's what we've done and uh, you know we were hoping to get extended to March but we've, the run was till the end of, end of January and we're doing it we're literally finishing on the last day of January and so we've done it and the uh, pandemic's not closed us down you know has it, has it affected the audiences yeah been less people, yes, but we've kept going. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't understand that it's not like an office job that we can work from home. Right. <laughs> like we need that live audience. Yeah. And it's a live performance, so we need everyone on board. We are fortunate that we are closing in our set day to close. Yeah. Sadly, we're not standing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think the extension part, I, I, you know, I mean, obviously, from a financial point of view, we would all like to extend because we all make more money and it means we don't have to search for a job for another month. The main reason is because, as performers, we love performing. And, and, we're, and like you, working in the circus, we just love doing it. We love, you know, interacting with people. That's the main reason. But obviously, to pay the bills, it's nice to have an income. But, you know, we were told till the end of January, for sure, and we've made it. Mm -hmm. So I think, uh, in that respect, we've been very fortunate. 
we close this weekend. What is next for you? Well, I can tell you that February, I'm taking the whole month off. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really tired. The water escapes, and I'm just speaking for me personally, and I know it's the same for all the other apps because they're all physical, but they're also all mental, you know. I mean, whether you're Ellie up on the trapeze or you're, or you're hummus on the roller bowler, like, you know, 30 feet in the air, it, a lot of that's mental, having to get past the fear. So when you take the physical and the mental and you put that together and then the cold weather and, and having to, you know, get out there and do it three shows a day and stuff, it's just exhausting. So I am mentally and physically done. Um, so I'm going to go home for February. I'm going to take the whole of February off. My wife and I booked her a five-day trip. So we're going to do that and take our dog with us. So that's February. And then going on from there, um, March, I actually have two theater shows uh, on the East Coast of Canada. They were booked two years ago, but we had to cancel a few times big theaters uh, because I have my own show it's about an hour and a half an hour and 45 minutes long it's a mixture of magic and stage and stories so I've got those um, and then that's all I've got booked at the moment but I've uh, I've had a call with my agent for cruise ships and I'll, I'll probably go back on cruise ships pretty much you know right away end of March April um, and uh, I, I, I'll do that for a bit I think because I like I like cruise ships because I don't do escapes on cruise ships I just do my act magic mm-hmm. and a mind reading and stuff and for me, it's a break. After a long run like this, when we've done 100 shows, to be able to go and do that and not have to hold my breath and not have to lay on the chainsaws and stuff and just do magic and interact with the audience and then lay on the beach and get room service, it's a, it's a, it's a welcome break. So I think I'll probably do that for a while. I generally can do two or three weeks in a month. Shit. So I think I'll probably do that for a while. And, um, you know, and, and just let stuff come to me because I, I've spent so long for the last two or three years working my bath and, and traveling the world and you know I think it'd be nice to just take some time off and just kind of do the cruise ship thing for a bit until somebody offers me something else you know uh, TV shows I think I'm going to take a back step for a little bit I've, I've, I'm contractually obligated to do a few there's one in Australia I was supposed to do and I, I couldn't because of the pandemic so uh, and there's one in Italy that always wants me that one before so there might be a few offers but really I think I just want to take 2022 you know with the pandemic and with all we've gone through I just want to <laughs> I just kind of want to make it easier for mm-hmm. myself a little bit I think we kind of re- regroup you know decide what we want to do in 2023 do you want to share your social media so people can follow you yeah um, my social media is really easy actually it's three words uh, like Matt Johnson so those three words like Matt Johnson work on any platform so Instagram uh, Twitter Facebook TikTok I, I, I don't really put anything on TikTok but Instagram Twitter and Facebook I post every day at least once a day sometimes two or three times a day so you can follow me on all those um, my website if anybody wants to check out kind of my story what I'm about see, uh, see all the acts from TV see some of the magic that I do uh, my website is urbanreception.com so they can check that out and then I have one other uh, I actually have a YouTube channel but I have a YouTube channel as a magician, funnily enough, but I don't post on it. Because I think because I'm a performer full time, what I was saying about social about YouTube, I really don't want to do when I'm doing YouTube, I don't want to do magic. It's not it's not fun for me because it's my job and I love it as my job. So when the pandemic started, I had nothing to do. So I thought, what am I gonna do for fun? So I started a channel. I uh, people that know me know that I love watches. I'm a huge I am I'm a watch collector, so I have about fifty watches. All I started a YouTube channel where I review watches. And I started it because I have my own watch collection.
collection that now companies all over the world send watches. So in, in, in the year and a half that I started it, it's now at about, it's not a lot, but it's at like 3,400 subscribers, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I just did 250,000 views, which is cool. And so I started that from nothing, from zero, <laughs> and now it's got like 190 videos on watch reviews. So it's called Beer and what Beer and Watches, and I drink a craft beer and I review a watch. So anybody that loves watches and craft beer uh, on YouTube, it's YouTube forward slash Beer and Watches. And that's just something that I do for fun. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It was a, a blast.